So can you tell me what your name is and what, where you're from or what chapter you belong to? Sure. Tom, my name is Paul Sinison. I'm a member of the Berkeley chapter. I live in Oakland, California. I'm also a member of the Virtual Instructional Design and Learning SIG, or community. And you, you attended Leadership Day today. I did. It, I, did you learn anything that, or that you're going to do differently or anything that struck you? Well, there are some things that struck me that... Um, and I'm sort of in a special position having been involved with STC in leadership capacities at the chapter and regional level for a number of years. Um, there is a space, a place for me to be a resource for other people to answer questions through. Um, and in the past, I've done that on an ad hoc basis. Um, in the future, I'll be doing this as part of the LCR program. Uh, specifically focusing on finance and accounting for chapters, financial planning, budgeting, and actual day-to-day operations of accounting. Now, there was a lot of talk today about the new financial model that they're proposing or thinking about doing. Do you have any thoughts about that? It's a modified version of a zero-based budgeting plan, basically. And actually, last year in Las Vegas at Leadership Day, I did a session it was an introduction to zero-based budgeting and what it is and how it works. Can you explain exactly what you mean by zero-based budgeting? Sure. In a zero-based budgeting scenario, there are no assumptions. Nothing is assumed to continue from one year to the next. The fact that you've been meeting as a chapter uh, in the same restaurant for 10 years, if you go to a zero-based budgeting mode, Maybe you move away from that restaurant. Maybe you don't do monthly meetings anymore. Maybe you only do bi-monthly meetings. If you're a virtual community or an online SIG, maybe you move away from strict email to a wiki mode. Is there, is there a new way of doing business because your old way isn't working? And that's the gist of zero-based budgeting. It came out of government work in the 70s where... Uh, appropriations were never certain and you had to look at what are we doing is it worth continuing are we getting any bang for our buck and that's the a a modified version of that is what the society will be moving to um, going forward now one of the things that really really uh, shocked me tonight was uh, Susan Burton said that the attrition rate of the FTC from the year 2000 to today has dropped from 20,000 to 14,000 members. Right. And so you're you're mentioning this the new budgeting. We have to change things according to the new times. Mm-hmm. What do you think um, about this attrition rate, and and what should we change in order to fix it? Well, my own personal view is that we lost a lot of actual practitioners during that six to seven six year period that was the high-tech downtime the web implosion if you will and a lot of people that had been doing technical writing actually left the industry and were doing something else um they've switched careers and they have not yet come back and i believe that that really is the majority of the attrition uh that loss of six thousand members across the world I know in California that's been the case with the local chapters where 
for instance, the Berkeley chapter went from 220 people down to about 50% of that simply because people moved away, were no longer technical writers, and then they needed to save money, so they didn't join anymore. I think that as the society makes it, reinvents itself, and puts more effort into being of service to its members and promoting what the actual membership does, that people, and in conjunction with that, people will, will return to the profession and we will begin to grow again. For you, sorry, for you, what's the greatest value that the STC delivers to you? Or one of the greatest values that you... For me, there's the ability to interact with a brain trust in my SIG, Instructional Design and Learning. When I have a particular question, I can either ask that question or search the archives of our email lists to see if someone else has asked that question in the past. Find that answer and move forward. Um, And that actually is not just on necessarily technical um, items, but... um, about a year and a half ago, I needed to redo my resume, and the members of the SIG were the people that I turned to for feedback on a rewritten resume, because these are peers of the, not of the people that would be hiring me, you know, elsewhere around the country, uh, not in California, but they were the people that would hire instructional designers, technical trainers, curriculum developers. So their feedback on how I was presenting myself was extremely valuable. That's one example. Another example would be what I learned at the annual conferences. I came to my first conference in 1998 and had my eyes opened by a pre-conference workshop on training that just blew my mind and literally helped me find, you know, switch from technical writing to instructional design, you know, sort of a another career mini switch because Reeves Hassel Corbiel, who is well known in the society, um, made this workshop so approachable that I realized that these are skills I have, that these are things I love to do. And when you find people like that in the society, and they are pervasive in the society throughout the various disciplines that we have, they are everywhere, you will find that they are more than willing to share their expertise, and they are more than willing to mentor you and talk with you about how to achieve your dreams or your goals. And to me, that's, ex- that's the number one benefit, is being able to not only be helped, but in turn, to help others, which I've also been privileged to be able to do. That's great. I, I just have one last question here for you, Paul. Uh, you're heavily involved in the SIG, as well as the, the chapter. Mm-hmm. Which, which do you derive more benefit from? The- that, that's a loaded question, Tom. <laughs> And I'll tell you truthfully, it at various times, it's been one or the other. At this moment in my career, I am getting more value out of the industri- uh, it, instructional design and learning SIG because of what I'm doing. I'm a, the solo technical communicator in a company primarily responsible for training. So I do need that 
feedback back and forth. And the Berkeley chapter is not, although it's close to where I live, because of commute patterns in the Bay Area, it's really hard to get to those meetings. Yeah. And so I'm not able to participate as much as I would like to. So right now, it's, been, it's the SIG. Up until the year 2003, from about 1998 to 2003, it was the Berkeley chapter, uh, even before the SIG existed. And I was an officer in the, in the uh, Berkeley chapter, vice president for membership and for programs, for about four years uh, altogether. So then it was then, now is now. And I think that that's true for everyone in society things change as your position changes. Well, Paul, thanks for talking to me tonight. Tom, thanks for having me. (laughs)